Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Solar Sales Uncensored. I am your host, Aaron Browning, and I am really, really excited for today's conversation with the one and only Miss Courtney Epps. For those of you that don't know her, she is a fractional CFO. She is a tax strategist, excuse me, and we're really going to touch on the difference here. She is a multiple best-selling author, two of her books, more, rela- more Relaxing, Less Taxing, and then What's Your Plan B, which we're going to take a deep dive on today. Miss Courtney Epps, how the heck are you, my friend? I'm doing amazing. Hope you're doing well. I, I am. I'm getting over a cold, so hopefully my voice is okay. I feel fine, which is all that matters, but the lingering effects, it is what yes. it is, but I didn't want to delay this conversation. Um, in fact, Courtney, before we jump in, you don't even know this story, and I'm going to embarrass myself, but I, but I have to share it with the audience. I first got linked up with you. It's probably been almost three years now through Eric Worre. Um, It was an online event. I think it was right when COVID just hit. You were one of the keynote speakers. Truth be told, when people talk about taxes, it is not my love language. I do not get excited. I'm just being honest with you. I'm I'm sure you've probably heard it before. Um, And Eric did a lousy job promoting your, your session on that event. I started multitasking. I'll be honest with you. I come back. The chat was, I've never seen a chat blow up like this. Courtney this, Courtney that, Miss Epps. I mean, it was going crazy. And I said, oh my gosh, what did I miss? I start messaging all my business partner friends who were on the call. They could not stop singing your praises. And so I will own it. Um, it was by far the best segment and they had some amazing, amazing speakers. So I wanted to first embarrass myself and to let you know that you stood out in one of the biggest network marketing events that I've ever been a part of. Thank you were just you were just an absolute rock star. Well, if you don't mind, can you give the audience a little bit about your background and, and what you do, what your claim to fame is? Yeah. Yeah. So I've been an accountant for 22 years, but I did not take it seriously for uh, 16 of those. I actually tried to do everything but, which is what actually makes me a good tax strategist um, and a fractional CFO. A lot of the fractional CFO stuff, I had to give that all up because our accounting practice is growing so quickly. And um, for those of you that have never run ran a business, I probably wouldn't hire a CFO that has never ran a business either in the gr- in the dirt or grown a business. So um, it was hard for me to train people in order to do fractional CFO work. So we just started uh, really hitting hard on the tax and the tax strategy because I can help more people that way. But um, I've owned insurance agencies, accounting firms. I had a, had a really large agency when I was 29 years old, had about 2,900 clients. I sold wow. that. The guy I sold it to stopped paying me, lost everything, tried not to be an accountant for at least six years. I did not want to be a professional um, because I was so scared of screwing up, you know. And so I started working from home. I started a vinyl sign and banner company after that, and I realized the massive benefits of having a home-based business. And then someone led me in, led me down the road of going into network marketing. And I did network marketing for about six years full-time, and then I would do accounting part-time. And then I finally decided in June of 2017 that I had to focus on doing accounting full-time because there was no one else that could actually teach what I knew. And um, so that's what I did. So we've built uh, from a $24,000 a year uh, company that we were doing in 2016, we're at $3.7 million today. Wow. 
Ladies and gentlemen listening, I hope you heard that. You're probably having the same reaction. When I, when I first met her on a one-on-one with my wife, within 20 seconds, I elbowed my wife and said, hire her on the spot. Like I, I just knew. It's the confidence. It's the fact that she's been in the trenches with us. Like I absolutely love that. So what was that like turning point for you to where you, you mentioned you didn't like doing what you were doing and all of a sudden you, yep. you fell in love with it, I guess. Like what, what changed? So uh, June of 2017, I spent 50 bucks to go to a Tony Robbins event. Mm. Um, I had not uh, worked for two months. like So I hadn't worked my network marketing business. I was doing a nutrition business and I had not worked my accounting business. I just had some personal stuff that was going on and I couldn't get out of this funk. And I went to that event and I realized I was undervaluing myself. So I was getting the wrong type of clients and that was causing me not to be able to pay my bills like I needed to. I was self-sabotaging myself because I'd lost that business. I I made one wrong decision and sold it and I screwed myself over. I realized I had massive limiting beliefs that I could not, I didn't know how to get to $100,000 a year. I didn't know how to get to a million dollars and nor did I believe I could do it. But uh, one of the things that Tony said, he's like, you are um, you are a failure. If you continue to allow yourself to be a failure, you'll always be a failure. Mm. And I'm like, man, that's like that's some stuff. So because I mean, I thought by not trying again, you know, like I wasn't going to fail. And I'm looking at my kids. I have six children. They're now 21 to 10. So 21, 20, 19, 18, 16 and 10. And I'm looking at my kids like going to McDonald's, buying, you know, and my daughter just said this, this this morning. I have three of my kids that work full time for me now. And uh, my 21 year old said, you know, mom, like we had to go to McDonald's and we had to eat. And we got eight cheeseburgers because there was eight of us and we would get a large fry and we would get three large one dollar drinks. And I, I looked at that. I just told my staff that this morning and I'm like, I realized what failure really looks like it was not attempting. Mm. And so the other thing that I realized is because I was in a deep, steep state of depression. And I realized that um, you get to choose, like you get to choose whether you're happy or sad or miserable. I mean, it's all about, you know, your, um, how you, the emotion that you put into whatever is happening to you in your life. And if you could choose to be happy over being sad, why in the hell would you ever <laughs> be sad? And so, you know, I came out of that event and I actually grew, I doubled our practice. We were doing about 7,500 bucks a month, which was not enough to make it. And I, I didn't really have a, a, a plan at all from July, which was the next day from July to December. And the year before that, we'd only made like $17,000 in that six month period of time. And I'm like, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. But I came out of that event and I'd had a couple of appointments of people that asked me, you know, if I would meet with them and talk to them about fractional CFO work. And I ended up getting all of those clients. It was 6,500 a month. So I shifted my mindset at that point and went there. And then, so I did that for about a year and I was a fractional CFO for about 12 companies. What what does that mean for, for someone brand new to this? So a fractional CFO is just somebody that helps you stand alongside you and helps you run your company. You know, the benefit of being a uh, home-based business owner, network marketer, you don't have to, you don't need a CFO. Like you just need to go sell. Like you don't have to do all the things that most businesses do. But I had 12 of these companies that needed me to stand alongside them, make sure their books were up to date, look at their budgets, you know, help them run their company and tell them, give them ideas on what they should do or shouldn't do. 
And I was doing really good with that. And I really, I really loved it. But fast forward that a year, I went to, I was listening to a webinar by Grant Cardone. And this is kind of uh, 360. I just got back from a, um, a uh, an event for Grant Cardone this past weekend. And I was able to tell him, you know, have a conversation with him and say, look, man, like I listened to your $49.95 webinar and I was on my way to Tampa, Florida. This is kind of crazy because uh, I had a whole bunch of clients that needed legal services. And so I got I was upset about a company that I was going to sign up for and I couldn't get the licensing and all this stuff. And it was just too much work. And so I found another company that was doing kind of the same thing. And I had a meeting with the owners of the company. And so I was going to sign up for this network marketing company. I was driving to Tampa, signing up, meeting with the owners of this company. I was going to do, you know, network marketing part time. And I was going to do my accounting practice full time because that was that was the idea. Like I was always going to do that. That was always the goal. Me and my husband had that decision made. As soon as you get to a point where you're making at least 10 grand a month from the accounting practice, you can go do what you really love to do, which is network marketing. Love it. So I'm on my way to Tampa. I'm listening to this little webinar by Grant Cardone. And he says, you know, the average household income in America makes $60,000 a year and they'll pay 14000 this year in taxes and their take home is $46,000. And what's left over is they've got to pay for their cost of living and 50 $53,000 a year is the cost of living. And that means that the average household income in America is going to go in debt $7,000 a year to work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year to take two weeks paid vacation. Say it again louder for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the average household in America is going to, going to go in debt. Seven it's actually $12,000 this year. Statistics have actually gone up. Wow. So, But it's $7,000 a year to work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year to take two weeks paid vacation. And... I just happen to be in a spot where I'm an accountant, right? Not even a tax strategist at this point. I'm not, I'm telling people what to do, but I'm not charging people on what I was teaching them how to do, right? Other than CFO. I didn't even know to book tax strategy sessions or anything like that because that wasn't, that was unheard of in the accounting industry. People don't teach you how to free up money in taxes because we don't learn how to free up money in taxes. We don't even have a class on how to free up money in taxes. Nope. Heck, we only have one class on how to prepare a tax return by hand. Like nobody does that ever. <laughs> so so I heard those statistics and I just happened to be in a place where the year before I had done or my years of being involved in home-based business and network marketing, I would I did over 900 tax returns of people who were W-2 employees before. Yep. And then they started their home-based business. And I knew that I could save on average of four to $8,000 a year in taxes for a person, for a family, for a household. And I'm like, man, so if the average household is going in debt $7,000 a year and I can save them four to $8,000 a year by having some sort of home-based business and taking what they're currently spending money on today, not extra money, just what they're currently spending yep. money on. And I can help convert that into business expenses as opposed to living expenses. We're just redirecting the money. Now I'm saving them four to $8,000 a year. So I literally turned the car around because at that point it was an ethical thing that there is nobody else. Like Courtney, if you sign up for this one company, no other company in that, in the network marketing world is going to have an accountant telling them, look, this is, you're actually need to find a home-based business. You need to stay in it long enough to win for the tax benefits alone. And then if you just do a couple of things that I tell you to do to get money in tax savings, save money in taxes, now you'll start being, 
you'll start making money. And then from there, once you start making money, I can teach you how to keep more of that money. Love it. And so that was kind of my aha moment that I had to, I couldn't do network marketing anymore, that I had to go alongside network marketers and actually start sharing that story. And I picked up the phone and I called seven network marketers that I knew that had 10,000 plus people on their team. Like I reached out to them on Facebook. Hey, can I call you? I got an idea. Can I, can I please, can I, can I just get some feedback from you? And um, six of them told me, yes, you can put this content in front of my team. And the seventh one is not even in network marketing anymore. All the rest of them are doing amazing. But the six told me yes. And then that led me to actually my first speaking engagement was for Les Brown. Wow. One of my yeah. all-time favorites, by the way. Yeah. That was the first first speaking engagement I ever had was for Les Brown. By the, by the way, audience, she's name dropping and this is facts. Like those are the people she hangs out with. Just got done yeah. hanging out with Grant, spoke at Les's event, Eric Worre. Uh, I'm just blown away. And, um, for those and I'm you- on Tony's. So I'm on Tony Robbins. If you look up Tony Robbins and Courtney Epps, yep. you'll find me on his website. Yeah, you are you are a badass. Like you absolutely are. Um, you said a bunch there, and one of the things that that I, I've known you now long enough that I've heard you say it a whole bunch of times. So the average person who who opens starts a a home based business, you're going to be saving them on average between four and eight thousand. I want to make sure I heard yes. that correctly. Yep, and the reason why it's four to eight because it depends on your tax bracket. Okay. So I mean, obviously, the higher the tax bracket, the more money you're going to save in taxes. And it's not on things that you're spending extra money on, because all you have to do is get involved in the company. And I would suggest go to a continuing education event, like be like me. I mean, we went from making $7,500 a month and not knowing what we were going to do the last six months of the year to making $400,000 a month. I mean, and that was an event, right? That was... I mean, obviously there was other events leading up to it, but when you go to events and you get the knowledge and you, I mean, I think a lot of it's like on stage, you look at people and you're like, man, if, if they can do that, like I'm, I'm so much better than they are. Like I should be making that kind of money. Or you look at it and you say, if they can do it, I can do it too. And you get around just like being in a room with people who are making more money than you. Yep. There's, it does something to you mentally. And I did that this past weekend and I'm like, shoot, like I, I'm thinking small. Like I, you know, I committed to a $50 million company. There's nothing like, there's nothing new about a $3 million company. We already did that, right? Now I need to be a $50 million company. So (laughs) it's funny. Yeah, your your circle matters. It really does. Yeah, um, it does. And, and obviously the people you're you're bumping shoulders with, I can see that. So so back to that four to eight thousand, because I'm I'm sure there's people in our audience who are thinking about do I get started in solar? For one, make sure you're joining a solar company that's 1099. So you can actually right. utilize a lot of the stuff she's gonna talk yes. about today. But but I want to make sure people who are sitting there on the fence kind of weighing the option, do they have to be like a rock star in the company to get that four to eight thousand? No, you just have to attempt to earn an income. And so the IRS, actually, the attempt per the IRS is three to five days a week for 45 minutes a day. So, and here's what I tell people, like, find something that you can open your mouth and talk about. Like, I don't, I don't really care what that is. If you can open your mouth and speak or, you know, I mean, if you're a millennial now and you can use your thumbs, then you can message people. But you know, for me, it's if I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with someone, if I just tell them what I do and in a matter of three to five minutes and I'm done with that conversation and we go back on to our meal or whatever else, then 
I'm now being able to write that off as a tax deduction because mm. I attempted to earn an income and my intention is always to make money. Love it. Love it. I want to be clear on that because I, I obviously I, I know that. Um, I think many people are like, oh, I, I got to be Courtney. I got to be Aaron. I got to be so-and-so yeah. for this to work. No, it's an attempt. Like asterisk that word, highlight it. Um, and I absolutely love that. Something else you you said in the beginning, I want to make sure we're clear with everybody. What Talk about tax strategist. Like what is that and how does that differ to everyone else in this space? So, you know, most people are dealing with tax preparers, right? Correct. You have a CPA yep. or you think CPAs are like the most amazing things on earth. They are not. I would just tell you, like, let me just break down first what a CPA is and what a CPA is not. A CPA is not someone that's typically going to save you money. And the reason why is because they abide mm. by something called a circular 230 rule. And a circular 230 rule means that you cannot be overly aggressive with a tax return. And if you are, you can lose your rights to ever file a tax return. And it's a state board. So you can only typically operate in the state that you work in or you live in. And so I'm an enrolled agent. An enrolled agent is a the only credential you can get with the IRS. And I actually have the ability to, you know, go to tax court with my clients. So that's not something a CPA can do. So they it's almost accountable as a um, as a, a tax lawyer. Obviously, I don't go to tax court very often. Don't plan on going to tax court. <laughs> don't want to go to tax court. But we have the ability to be able to do that. So, um, and the only difference is I have same hours, right? I had the same education. Um, I had the, but I didn't want to work for a CPA for a year. You have to work for a CPA for a year in order to even, even if you pass all four parts of the exam, you have to work for someone for a year. Well, Courtney wow. Epps is not working for anyone. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Period. I love it. Love I work it. for my clients, but I'm not working for, you know, I'm not having somebody tell me what to do. And so I'm an, an, an enrolled agent. And so what I what I do as far as the tax strategy goes is my job is to figure out how can I take what you are giving me and how can I tell you, okay, we need these this more in deductions, right? When, I'm not just taking your information and saying, okay, hope, let's hope for the best that this works out. We're trying to find deductions that you missed. We're trying, like by doing bookkeeping, we are then in turn structuring you properly so that you can keep more of your money. You know, if someone is structured as an S corporation and you're paying yourself more than 20% of your net income, you're paying yourself too much. And so that now you're overpaying in self-employment taxes, you're paying in overpaying in, in the pass or entity deduction. So we're just looking at your situation and trying to figure out how can we allow you to keep more money back in your pocket. And a lot of times if any person who gets on the phone with me it, that happens to, to book a tax strategy session, they're like, I want to save money in taxes. And I'm like, well, are you a business owner? Well, no, I'm not a business owner, but that's that's first. Like yep. you got to find something to attempt to earn an income so that you can free up money and taxes. And then from there, we can do other things. We can as you make more money, we can do conservation easements. We can do natural gas. We can invest in things that give you tax deductions. Don't invest in 401ks, 403bs, steps and simples. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, and you can book a tax strategy session and ask me why. But that's not where you're going to provide, get massive wealth from. And that's not a good way to, def you don't want to defer taxes. We want to eliminate mm, taxes. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're picking it up. I I'm falling in love all over again. <laughs> By the way, this is uncensored. So I'm going to be honest. And if I ever talk too much personally about stuff you've done, tell me to be quiet. I don't want to get in trouble with, with anybody. Um, we, my wife and I were overpaying ourselves. 
So when I hired her, that was one of the first things we had to go back. I think it was three years retroactive. The the other thing too, with, with tax strategy, um, that comes to mind when I think of you and and honestly, this is how I, 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 I introduce you to anyone that I care about. That's a business owner. It's proactive versus reactive. Yep. Like, like that is it. Like, honestly, if you ask my, that, that is how I sum you up. Um, her and I, with my wife, we're meeting, I think it's quarterly now we're, we're planning ahead for the next quarter versus at the end of the year, did I do everything right? Like that's the way I've run my business for the last 20 years. Never again, like never again. Um, so that alone, I think is just having you in my corner, having you as part of my inner circle. I just, I love it. It's freeing. Um, so literally thank you for that. Like you just do an amazing job. Um, let's talk about some, some common, um, write-offs, deductions that home-based business owners get that they might not be aware of any, you know, your top three, if you don't mind. So one, I mean, hiring your kids is the biggest one for me because I have so many kids. I I got six. Um, And this year you can actually pay your children to work for you for do anything that you would get someone else to do. So if you're not good at marketing online, then get your kids to help you market online. Get them to help you clean up the house. Get them to clean up your swimming pool. Get them, you know, get them to events. One of the things, you know, I think that I'm most proud of um, and for those of you that know Eric Worre, maybe your team, a lot of oh, they do for sure. Know, um, you know, I got invited. I was the only person that had ever got invited to speak at Beyond Leadership alongside Eric Worre. Wow. And um, he'd had this event for like 10 years. And so I always take one of my children with me to events. And so I took my son Wells with me to this event. He was 16 years old, just turned 16 at the time. And, you know, he's sitting beside me for the two days. I did my my piece and we get to the last day, the hot shot day and or the hot seat day. And Wells is one of the first three people that walks up and he sits down right in front of Eric Worre in front of a room of six and seven figure income earners. There's about 200 of us in the room. And he says, I want to be like my mama. I want to be a speaker and I want to know what it's going to take. I know I'm only 16 years old. I want to know what it's going to take in order for me to be like her. And, you know, the things along the way, like my kids have seen us, you know, really, really suffer and try to make make business and make wrong decisions and things like that. And but he had the confidence to go in front of a room full of people to think, you know, these are my peers like they're no different than me. And then just go sit down and say, this is what I want to do. So Eric spent about 20 minutes with him talking wow. to him and telling him how to get there and what he needed to do. And he didn't need to worry about the fact that he was, he was 16, you know, he was, he was going to make it work. And so, um, you know, that being able to take my children with me to events, you know, I will take them as personal assistants. And so they'll go and not only are they working for me, but they're learning, right? They're sitting right beside me. They're getting the same information that I'm getting. And then they walk away. So all of my kids have been to Tony Robbins events, every single one of Tony's events. I mean, so they have been engulfed in that, but I've also paid them to work for me. So you can pay them $13,850 a year. You don't have to pay any taxes on it. Now, you probably want to contact us to help you set it up properly. You can't just transfer money into their bank account. Um, There's some steps that you have to take, but you have to process payroll tax returns. But it's, you know, 500 bucks a year for us to do all the work. And then it's going to save you about 5,000 bucks per child per year. So that's a huge tax deduction. No taxes. If they're under the age of 18, 
there's no unemployment taxes, no uh, FICA taxes, no uh, no um, state or federal taxes that they have to pay. What's the and legal precedent for the age you can start? Correct. So the precedent is it's held up in court as seven. Okay. But obviously you can pay your kids to be models. Um, you know, I tell people if you're going to pay them under age seven, probably pay them half, you know, like seven thousand bucks a year. Okay. But if you're you can pay your children to model and take pictures and post those on social media. So you're growing your organization. Um, you know, you can pay them the 13850. You can pay them more than that. The only reason why I say the 13850 is because that's the standard deduction this year and they don't have to pay taxes on any of that money. They don't have to file a tax return and then you get to claim it all as a hundred percent tax deduction. So that's one. Um, By the way, that was one of the first things outside of amending our previous three years because we overpaid. Um, That was one of the first things we utilized. Now, both of my boys through Courtney, they're paying for their sporting events. They're paying for field trips. I mean, it's freaking amazing. Love it. Yes. And one of the things that we are um, starting to add, we actually are starting an an insurance division here in in the office. Of course you are. Really? Yes. Yeah. My son is actually, uh, he's going to be taking over that division. I'm super excited about it. We probably send $50 million a year in insurance and uh, financial stuff that people should be doing. So we're going to start doing that here. Um, but anyway, the I got blown away yesterday. I was going to set up a life insurance policy for my kids. All of my kids, I wanted them to have a life insurance policy, not a Roth. I, You know, a Roth is fine. But to me, a life insurance policy is more beneficial because they can carry it with them. And it was like we're putting in five thousand bucks a year for the kids and they're going to get a three hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy. And then after 10 years, we stop. We don't even have to fund it anymore. It'll fund itself. And then they're going to have several hundred thousand dollars as they can because it's going to continue to build and tax free, tax free. No, you know, no, um. No going through probate, none of that stuff. And so I'm like, man, we really have got to start synchronizing, doing like paying the kids. Then we can take what we're paying the kids and put that into a Roth IRA. We can put it into a, um, a you know, an, an insurance plan. Uh, so, you know, whatever you want to do with it, or you don't have to, you know, do those two things. You can actually use that money for vacations. You can use it for sporting events. You can use it for school. You can use it for college, whatever you want. Um, In addition to paying your kids, if you have children that are over the age of 18, you can actually pay them for college. So you can give them $52.50 a year that they don't have to pay taxes on and you don't have to pay taxes on. You do have to withhold um, self-employment taxes or FICA taxes, their portion and then yours, but you still have the ability you can keep paying them to work for you. Freaking love it. What about grandkids? Anyone, anyone older that has grandkids? Same is thing. That, so same grandkids thing. work as well. And here's the thing. So if you have an S corporation, um, and some of you may have that on here, you don't want to pay them through the S corporation. You want to pay them through a separate kid's payroll. And the reason why is because anybody you pay through an S corp, you have to withhold FICA taxes because it's its own separate entity. So if you, you want to pay them as a Schedule C. And so we help you do all that. Yeah. You know, I, I can't sing her praises enough. Um, that's the other thing I love about her. It's not just giving us advice. She takes care of it, takes yeah. care of it. So any of you listening to this, don't go try to do this yourself. Don't go shop it. Don't go outsource it. She does it all. 
Like yeah. she's able to set it up. She knows what she's doing better than anyone else. Um, so just use her for all of it. So that was a big one. And obviously that's only for home-based yes. businesses. What's another one? Yes. And then that also leads to uh, other employee benefits. So like riding off your swimming pool. Say it again. Say it again. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> so you get the ability. Uh, and it's, this is tax code. This is straight up tax code. Like yep. it literally says that if you have employees and you allow them to use your facilities, which is a golf course, a tennis court, and a exercise facility, or you can uh, you can use it as a um, a pool, a swimming pool. If you allow them to use your property, you can't discriminate between your employees. But if you allow them to utilize those facilities, then it's a hundred percent tax deduction. So huge. Huge deal. Like we have, you know, probably a $250,000 swimming pool. We bought a house last year. The pool came with it. It was expensive. Um, but I can now bonus depreciate that swimming pool as a, at a quarter of a million dollars and write that all off. Then we took a building. We were going to actually relocate our, our office to our home because I was trying to get back to a home-based business as hard and fast as I could. I bet. I bet. And, uh, the staff didn't like it, so we're still in our 6,000 square feet. But I took the building that we were going to um, relocate everyone to, and we turned that into an exercise facility and a game room. And so all of our employees have access to it. And, um, you know, none of them use it, right, other than our children for the most part because it's, you know, far away. And we have it on our property. So that's super important because we have a home-based business. We we call our home-based business home-based business gurus. And we utilize that from the house. The kids, I have kids that work at my house. I have kids that work here. And we allow them to utilize those facilities. And because of that, it's 100% tax deductible. Now, Here's the kicker. If you don't have kids and you allow your team or you have reps, that come, people that are, you know, attempting to get in, in your business mm-hmm. or potential customers, if you allow them to utilize your facility, then you can write off a portion of your uh, game room, your, uh, you know, amusement or the um, gym, the tennis court, the golf course. Those, those can be written off based on business use percentage. So if you were to use it, you know, 50% for business use, you'd be able to write 50% of that. So that's a huge deduction in itself to be able to take advantage of um, either on the employee's level or being able to use it for business use of home. <laughs> so big, so big. Um, by the way, you because of this uh, years ago, um, that's the reason we're, we're now getting a pool is because of yep. this. It, it made it more obtainable, more affordable. I just love it. Um, what, what about solar? So if a if a sale, we call them a seller on our team with our company, if if they actually go solar themselves, is there anything we can do in terms of marketing? Because now it's a sign on their house. They're having people over. They're yep. showing people. Any any added benefits? Well, you're already getting the deduction for solar, which yep. is what, 26% this year? 30, 30. 30, okay. Yep. I thought it went down to 26. It did. Um, they bumped it up to this year to 30. Okay, so yep. you're getting 30%. You could... Because that's a credit, you are that's bigger than an actual tax deduction. So cool. you wouldn't necessarily be able to write off um, that. Now, if you were to spend money, because um, that's already you would be double dipping. So you're gotcha. already getting the credit on the t- on your personal tax return. Um, so you wouldn't get a tax deduction because you're already getting that credit, which is higher m- for the most part. Most people are not in a thirty percent tax bracket on federal. Um, and then on state, they're getting the same benefit. I awesome. think I think almost every state. 
But the if you were to spend any money on any sort of solar it, websites, if you spend money on a monthly payment, then all of that would be a tax deduction for you. Okay. So the business expenses, like for our, our company right now, it's 85 a month to keep the websites, right. all that sort of stuff. All of that you can do. Correct. And any Perfect. money you spend in advertising or marketing, obviously, you know, that's going to grow your business. I mean, if you're advertising and marketing and then from there, that would all be 100% tax deductible as well. I mean, obviously not necessary when you're doing a home-based business. You know, a lot of people get started and they don't spend any money yep. on um, advertising or marketing. But I mean, let's face it, if you want to really you know, pound it and go out and start building a business, you're going to put in the effort and the energy in order to do that. If you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, it's going to cost you money. Love it. Love it. One of the things too, and I, I skipped on this, but I want to come back to it. And by the way, please, please, I don't not want to get in trouble. Um, our first strategy call that, that Courtney, my wife and, and myself did she speaks the same language. It was very short, very direct. Asked her a couple of questions. Instantly knew that she was the boss. And I said, "Dude, go do your thing." I didn't call her dude, but I did now. Um, and she said, "Give me, give me your last three returns. Let me see what I can do, and and we'll circle back." Yeah. And so I looked at my wife. I said, "Cool, send it, send it. It's whatever we paid for it. Let's just go ever do it." Yeah. Thinking it was almost a posturing, if I'm being honest. Like, what's she gonna find? Our, our last accountant, CPA, was amazing. Yeah. Can I say how much you saved us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you're not gonna trouble. It was over $150,000 that our last person missed. Like yeah. you, hopefully you see why I had her here today. Like yeah. that is huge. I used to dread tax time. I look forward to our quarterly review calls yeah. now because it's creative. We're strategizing. There's, there's a reason behind the madness. So yeah. for all of you, and I think we have a special deal right now for anybody that wants to get in contact, they can schedule a strategy call just like my wife and I did with you. Correct? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yep. And how does that work? They would they would use the link that we're going to give them. They hop on that yes. call. Do they need to prepare anything else they need? Yep. So they'll upload, you can upload the up to three years worth of your last year of your tax returns. And we'll, what I do in that call is just go back and try to find everything we possibly could. Are there missing deductions? Were you structured improperly? And guys, if you have, if you've overpaid a lot in self-employment taxes, and you had an LLC in those years, then we can go back and amend yep. up to three years and get that money back that you ever paid. It may take some time. And and for um, Dora and Aaron, I'm sure for a while, they're like, there's no way in the world the IRS is going to ever send me this money. And they were shut down. Like, I think we did all of this stuff during COVID and nobody worked. None of these people worked at the IRS. So it took quite some time, but we got all that money back. And so now the IRS has taken about four to six months to amend tax returns. Yeah. And by the way, d during that time period, I think there's still one we're waiting for. It has nothing to do with Courtney yeah. and her team. They've been great. It just, it's the climate we live in. I now look forward to, to letters, or I call them letters, checks from the IRS. Right. Like we get notified, we're running to the mailbox. Three yeah. years ago before Courtney, that was not the case. I was <laughs> hiding from it. I wanted no part of it. Um, that's the yeah. power of it. I'll make sure we throw the link on there. Um, and anything else you want to add that, that perhaps I didn't cover? I think so. We talked about two tax deductions. Yeah. I think the third one, um, and and to me, I think is one of the most important is continuing education. Yep. Is going to events and um, and spending spending money. Now you can write off your meals. You can write off your cell phone. You can write off your internet. You can write off your travel. Right. You can take your family with you. And and I'll kind of maybe give it uh, an example. I think it, it works really well. If I pick up the phone and I call Aaron and I'm like, Aaron, look, I'd love to share something with you. Let's go to lunch. 
Now, could I share that information with Aaron on the phone? Sure. But if Aaron's visual, it's going to be really hard for me to do that. So, you know, I like to meet people in person. I still like to have conversations and sit down. But I, even more than that, I like tax deductions. So I'm like, man, it's tax deductible for me. Like, let's go have lunch. I'm paying. And so I pick up, the, I, I go and I get in my car and I drive to Aaron, wherever he's at, or I fly to Aaron. Both of those are tax deductible. And this year, it's like 63 and a half cents per mile that you can write off for having a business or you can do actual expenses. So actual gas, actual oil changes, insurance, all that good, all that good stuff. So I get in my car and I drive to Aaron. I sit down and have a conversation with Aaron. I tell Aaron what I'm doing. I tell him, look, man, I mean, because this is what I believe the network marketing industry does. So when someone asked you what you do, let me just tell you what you really do in the network marketing space. You are providing a service at wholesale versus retail. So it's direct to consumer. And then from there, you are providing people with a way that they can make an extra stream of income while you're making an extra stream of income. And you can do that together. And the third part about that is providing a way for people to free up four to $8,000 a year in taxes while you're doing the exact same thing. So it would be selfish for me not to think that you, Aaron, want to save money in taxes because I think everybody hates paying taxes, right? I had to pay $7,000 last year on my $3.5 million, $3.7 million, and I was very upset. I was extremely upset. It's the first time I ever had to pay taxes. So, I mean, I was like, I'm like, seriously. And I had to give $6,000 to state. And I'm like, oh my God, like that was $13,000. I was, I was pissed off. Like I was really pissed off. And so I didn't plan enough, right? I should have done some more. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't too bad, but I was very upset about it. Uh, Let me just put it that way. Well, that's, that's what I love about you though. Yes. And so I'm having this conversation and Aaron looks at me and he's like, Courtney, I'm pretty sure you're going to hell or jail. (laughs) And I'm like, Aaron, what part, man, did you not comprehend about the fact that I'm providing a service at wholesale versus retail, providing a way that you and I both could make some extra money? Because we're friends anyway. We like hanging out with each other. We get to go on vacations together, do all these things together. We can both make money and then we can both save money in taxes. What part of that did you not comprehend? And you're going to look at me and you're like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, because I had this conversation with you, I don't care if you join me or not. Like, that's irrelevant, man. I wasn't, I didn't even think you were going to join me because I didn't think you had the money. But you know what? I told you what I was doing. And because I told you what I was doing, I get to now write off this meal. That I'm paying for. I can actually afford to pay for it now because I'm not paying so much in taxes. <laughs> and then from there, are you getting a write off your meal, Aaron? No. Okay, great. So, and then from there, I'm going to get back in my car and I'm going to get back in my Range Rover and I'm going to write off everything to do with my Range Rover because I use my Range Rover in order to talk to you about this business. And then from there, I'm going to call you on my cell phone. So now I get to write off my cell phone. I need my internet in order to run the business. So I'm going to use my internet and I'm going to write that off. Then I'm going to write off part of my house. Aaron, do you get to write off your house? No, you don't. Okay. So then, Aaron, here's the next step. I'm going to hire my kids to work for me. 
I was paying them money anyway to do nothing. I'm going to hire them to work for me. I'm going to give them money. And then I don't have to pay taxes on that money. And neither do they to the tune of it's saving me $28,000 a year, Aaron, in taxes by hiring my kids. And then from there, now I get to ride off my swimming pool because I hired my kids. And then I get to take my children with me to continuing education events to meet people like Les Brown. My son has met Les Brown, Eric Worre, Tony Robbins. He's he's not met Grant Cardone yet. That will happen. It's coming. All of my kids. And so now they're learning from the greatest of the great who have more than I do, who I want to strive to be like. And they see that situation and a hundred percent of it, the continued education, the travel. I typically will spend two or three days on the front end with my kids in an event or two or three days on the back end doing whatever it is that they want, want to it. do. We get to write off all of that. And then from there, Aaron, guess what else? Because I have a home-based business, 100% of my medical bills and 100% of my medical insurance is tax deductible as a business expense because I've set up a system in place, an HRA in place in order to write off all of those. So at the end of the day, you're paying, you're making money as an employee, you're paying taxes. You have no options on how to lower those taxes. But, and then you buy some of your needs and your wants. But for me as a business owner, because I made a, de- a decision, because I made a commitment to do something, to attempt to earn an income, to tell you what I'm doing, I now get to make my money. I get to buy the things that I want and I need, right? A lot more than you do because you're paying more in taxes, even if I'm making the same amount of money. And then from there, what's left over, that left that left over, I'm now paying taxes on. So which one would you rather be? Which system you want to be in? It's a, it's a mic drop. Drop the mic. I I love it. You're passionate about it. You're treating this thing like a business. You're educating people. You are the real deal. I'm going to make sure I throw the link up there. And I think we even have a special rate. Is it, I don't want to say the number. How much is it for someone to book that strategy call with you? It's $99. $99. Guys, gals, $99. Ninety nine dollars to have someone go take a peek at this. She's gonna. She's gonna. The other thing I said. Hopefully you don't. Uh, this doesn't offend you. She has to earn your business from that call. Yeah. Like that's the goal. Like she's not yep. ninety nine bucks is nothing to her. She's gonna go through your last three returns, whatever you upload, and and find the holes. And I promise you, I don't care how good you think your person is or people, she will find them. She. This is her specialty. This is what she does. She won't even help someone unless they own a home based business. Yeah. Like that's, that's right. it. Courtney, I, I can't say thank you enough. You are the real deal. I am, am grateful to have you in my corner. I appreciate you taking time from your really busy day job um, to come spend time with our audience. I can't thank you enough. How, how do people find your books? How do they get in contact with you outside of the strategy call? So my website is otbtax.com. Obviously, you can buy my books on Amazon. But awesome. Uh, you can go to O2B Tax. You'll find our books. We have a membership. You know, you can book a tax strategy session, but use that link that Aaron has sent so we know where you came from. 
Love it. Love it. And once again, I'll throw that in the podcast description, also on the YouTube channel for those of you that prefer to watch it. But Courtney, once again, thank you from all of us. If you guys got value, and I know you did, I have a feeling I'm going to go ahead and say it and offend a lot of people already. This will be the number one episode we have done so far. I guarantee it. Um, please like, share, review. We do this from contribution. That's the only reason. Once again, Courtney, thank you so much. Thank I'll talk you. to everybody soon.